WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 90, All About the Hobbit. Chapter 4, Overhill and Underhill, being the 90th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Delia of Black Girls Create and their new project, The Nerds Are Typing. Welcome back, Delia. Ooh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so listeners who are maybe new or have joined since I started the movies, Delia came on for... so. I was thinking about, I was trying to think about this when I reached out to you again to see if you, I was like, oh, I think she came on for Two Towers. And then I went back and looked and it was actually some point in Return of the King. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, I was like, why can I not remember like when she and Bayana came on? And it was because it was in like the time of the pandemic when like, though it was in like March to July are just one month in my brain, you yeah, know? Yeah, they're just one real long month. I also couldn't remember when we did it. I was like, was it during quarantine? <laughs> I don't know anymore at this point. But um, yeah, and so Delia is the is the Hobbit aficionado between her and Bayana. And so Bayana will not be joining us, but she did request if I ever cover the cartoon movies, which <laughs> yes. I really hope I will be getting to. So yeah, she seemed very passionate about that. So I'll have to get her back on for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, they're a good, They're. A, I think they're a good time um, personally, but. Oh, they look like a wild trip. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a trip. <laughs> Um, so tell me a little bit about your history with The Hobbit and when you um, came to when The Hobbit came to you in your life. <laughs> um, actually, I have a less of a history of The Hobbit with The Hobbit, even though I like it more as far as the books are concerned. But we actually in my school in I think my sophomore year of high school, it was required reading. We all read The Hobbit. Oh. But because I already knew, I'm like, I love Lord of the Rings, and you know, I want to start reading Lord of the Rings and whatever, and I'm the nerd that I am. I asked my teacher, can I get a copy early? So this is before we did the unit. I read the whole thing and was Wow, super what a nerd. About. Yeah, it was like, it was peak. Everybody, <laughs> I got made fun of, whatever. It was worth it um, because it was really good. Um, and yeah, I've read it a few times since then. I have not read it nearly as much as Lord of the Rings or like even... Again, we won't spoil anything, but like I watch the Lord of the Rings movies all the time. I do not watch the Hobbit movies all the yeah, time. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I can see from what I've from what I'm hearing and picking up on, I can understand why why that's the consensus around the yeah. fandom. Yeah. Um I recently realized that I'm going to have to buy the Hobbit movies when I cover them <laughs> because like I can't just keep renting it. Cause like I co- I covered the Lord of the Rings movies for five months. I can't just keep renting. Hopefully, I won't be covering the Hobbit that movies for really that long. That really expensive. But, like, I'm going to have to buy and own copies of The Hobbit. And I swear to God, if there's an extended, a separate extended edition that I also have to buy, I'm not doing that. I'm drawing the line there, maybe. Is there? Yeah, no, don't do I that. I hope not. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. I don't know. That's the problem for future me. It's fine. Um, today, me is here to talk about chapter four, Overhill and Underhill, which I sort of understand the the title of this chapter, but it also is like so vaguely connected to what happens that I was yeah. like, what hill? 
<laughs> I didn't I didn't understand it either until after I, I like after I was done reading I was like oh I mean I guess it's but like a, it's a stretch of but a I wouldn't call the mountain that they're no. on a hill is the thing no, um I will say I am more appreciative that um Tolkien's chapter titles in The Hobbit are a lot more they're a lot more like vague and playful whereas in Lord of the Rings a lot of times it would like spoil what was happening to the point where in Return of the King, there's a chapter called The Pyre of Denethor. And I was looking ahead at the <laughs> chapter titles and was like, OK, well, obviously, at some point, Denethor dies. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. um, so I do at least appreciate that, like, it's vague enough that I don't know what's going to happen and I'm not being spoiled by his own chapter titles. I feel like it's because like it lends to, I feel like. And maybe, I don't know if this you've gotten this since just we're only four chapters in. I feel like The Hobbit is a lot more, it's got a lot more whimsy. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. The chapter titles are vaguer and kind of more, maybe playful is not the right word, but it, as far as Tolkien goes, mm. like more playful than than the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So this chapter kicks off with our gang. Before I sat down to get my setup going and recording and everything, I was I was like, I wonder if I can name all of the dwarves just off the top of my head. And I got to 10. <laughs> and I could not wow. tell you. The, I was the about other... to say, I can't. <laughs> no, no. Because I was like, okay, well, most of them rhyme. So that's good. I was like, okay, Bomber, Bofur, I think Bilfer, um, uh, Thorin, obviously, Oin and Gloin, Killy and Philly. Philly. Oh my gosh, where are we? Nine? Dwalin Ballin. That's <gasps> ten. Oh, um, Dory is eleven. No clue who the other two are. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Dwarf thirteen and fourteen. Four, thirteen and fourteen. Anyway, so oh wait, no, because that well that's the other thing is I get confused because I'm like wait, oh, there's well, no four- Bilbo wings fourteen. There's thirteen. Yeah. Point being, they're all traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they are traveling up the mountain and it makes note that like, oh, down this way is a very bad path that meets very dangerous things. And it's like, yeah, I know we, we went down those paths in Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> like those are, those are the places that we went to in Lord of the Rings. Um, but luckily they know the right way because Elrond, um, Elrond and Gandalf kind of teamed up to figure out the best way to go, the safest way to go. And they get up on this mountain and Bilbo looks off in the distance and sees and is like, I know that my home and my safe little hobbit hole and my chair and my food and everything is over there. And I sure wish I was there and not here. There's something about that that I really felt like resonated with me in these times. I'm like, man, I remember the old times of simple things. And like, I felt like I was like, yeah, Bilbo, I get it. Mm hmm. hmm. Um, and it mentions that this is a very, this is still, it's funny how it starts off being like, oh, those are dangerous paths over there that they're not going to go down. And then they still are encountering a lot of dangers down this path. Um, and there are all these boulders. This, the way he wrote this just made me laugh a lot that are um, like, as the snow is melting, melting, these boulders are falling down. And it says, um, some of them passed among them, which was lucky. Or over their heads, which was alarming. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's an understatement, I think, Tolkien. 
And once again, Bilbo becomes kind of like wistful and he's thinking like, oh, down there, there's summer happening and haymaking is going on. And actually, this feels very, as I'm reading this right now, I'm like, oh, this feels like all of us right now dreaming of Mm -hmm. a summer where we can have picnics and harvesting and blackberrying, you know. I would love to go blackberrying right now. (laughs) That sounds great, you know, like I would love to have a picnic. So, but we're here. Much like Bilbo, we're not in that situation. We're in a very different situation. I liked this note um, that um, it says, even the good plans of wise wizards like Gandalf and of good friends like Elrond go astray sometimes when you are off on dangerous adventures over the edge of the wild. And Gandalf was a wise enough wizard to know it. And I like that because so far we've just kind of seen We've seen Gandalf be very, um, he's very chaotic so far in The (laughs) Hobbit. And he's very, like, funny and is a prankster. And we don't really see him be serious um, or, like, a wise old wizard a lot of the times. So this is kind of the first moment of him recognizing that, like, I can plan, or I guess the narrator recognizing that we can follow and trust Gandalf's guidance all we want but like even the wisest Mm -hmm. wizards don't know everything um and that's like a big very big thing to like reckon with Mm -hmm. they are encounter they encounter a very big thunderstorm it actually calls it a thunder battle which i just like that very um very like not kid friendly but um god like kind of like simple i don't know what word i'm trying to think of but it's like it's very much like this is a like kind of like a dr seussy kind of thing mm-hmm. um of it's like very visual like it's sim- yeah. simple but visual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like very much a term that's like geared towards kids and children mm-hmm. like a thunder battle is how um strong and dangerous this thunderstorm is and they're hiding out under this rock and they're all getting soaking wet and um, they <laughs> eventually decide to send someone off to look for shelter and they send Keely and Feely off um, and it says in parentheses, when everybody could see that it was absolutely no use sending Bilbo. <laughs> Which I appreciate. I'm like, yeah. That's accurate. That's not me. That's, <laughs> that's a you thing. <laughs> and it's definitely them realizing because... Um, the last time they decided to send someone off to do something was when they had when they saw the trolls or they didn't know that they were trolls, but they saw this like light off in the distance. They're like, oh, someone go investigate Bilbo. You go do that. And then he just made it worse for like everyone, mm-hmm. for everyone. Um, and so now they've they've learned their lesson. They're like, this mm-hmm. kid is no burglar. <laughs> So, so we're not sending him ahead because he's not going to help us at all. Um, So they send Keely and Feely ahead to look for shelter and they come back and they're like, hey, did you explore that cave to see if it was safe enough? And they're like, yep. Um, And it makes a note. It says, though everybody knew, let's see. Though everybody knew they could not have been long about it if they had come back. uh, Though everybody knew they had not been long about it, they had come back too quick. So I love that they are all like, okay, there's no way that they had time to fully investigate the cave, but we're all too cold and wet and tired to... To care. To care. So let's just go. <laughs> we're going to just take the risk. They they kind of poke their nose around in it for a second, and we're just going to, we're going to trust, we're going to trust in that. 
despite the it's like again a lot of times this happens in books where i'm like these people clearly don't know they're in a novel because (laughs) (laughs) obviously um this kind of this is going to be super specific but whatever this reminded me of when i was a i don't know i must have been in i don't know high school high school or maybe the first couple summers when i was in college working at um my neighborhood pool and we're like getting close to closing and the manager was like hey can you go check the grill and see if it's clean because we're gonna do hamburgers this weekend can you like go check it and see if it needs to be cleaned and so I go back and I open it and I was like this does need to be cleaned but I know if I say that we're gonna have to stay longer so I Mm -hmm. went back and I told the manager and he was like is it really clean? And I was like, no. And he's like, that's okay. Let's go. <laughs> so just that mutual recognition between Keely and Feely lying and being like, yeah, we checked it out. It's fine. And the rest of the dwarves being like, no way you checked it out. We all know you're lying. You know you're lying. Let's just go anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they get there and the cave is small and it seems safe enough for the time being. So they all kind of... um gather together and and try and dry off clothes and uh slowly they they go to sleep um and this is so this was so jarring to read it says and that was the last time that they used the ponies packages baggages tools and paraphernalia that they had brought with them right so ominous see i read this before and i had i didn't really remember that line and even i was like Okay, I know what's about to happen, but gee, yeah, like, clutch pearls. <laughs> um, and it also kind of feels like where we are right now um, with the pandemic, where like we're all having our like one year ago like time hop memories show <sighs> up, and it's yeah. like, and that was the last time I went to a bar with my friends. You That's know exactly what it is. My last, my phone literally the other day was like one year ago today, and it was the last time I ate out, and I was like, "Wow, oh my god, I didn't even know." Yeah, yeah. Um, my one year ago memory from today is a tweet. <laughs> Wait, let me read up the the full tweet because it's. I mean, it's just so crazy to look back and be like, wow, in hindsight, we didn't know anything. Health officials didn't know anything. We knew nothing. Nothing. I wrote, okay, let's all just calm down about coronavirus. You should really only be concerned if you have a compromised immune system or chronic respiratory problems. And then I put, remembers I have a chronic respiratory problem. (laughs) Oh, no. Guess I'll die. (laughs) Oh, Um, man. Anyway, yeah, but like, that's really what we thought back then. It's like, oh, it's no... It's no problem. Just, you know, wash your hands. Yeah, I went to a year, almost a year ago now, my granddad died, not COVID related, but I had to fly back to Texas. And at that time, we were saying, don't use masks. Hospitals need masks. You don't need masks. I flew in an airplane all the way to Texas from D.C. No mask. (laughs) Nobody had masks. I know. It's truly crazy what we were. Because, like, I remember remember going into a grocery store one of the first couple weekends where, like, it was kind of starting to get serious and seeing a couple people wearing masks and, like, scoffing at them and being like, they don't (laughs) – they they think those masks are going to protect them. LOL. Look at us now. Look at us now. Yeah. So, so – all of the dwarves and Gandalf and Bilbo, this is the last time, this is like their last moment of peace um, on the on this adventure, which is just so frightening, but it's fine. Okay, Tolkien. And also such a loss, like, think of all that supplies, man. Man. I know, I know, right? This is like, like, like you, y'all are listening at home, but like, 
you look at this book and see how much is left and you're like, oh, so that's the last time they got to use that supplies and they have all this book to go through. <laughs> I So whenever... So I am not the kind of person that like, let's say I was traveling somewhere and they lost my suitcase. I'm not the kind of person who would be like relaxed and go with the flow and be like, oh, well, it's okay. I'll just go, you know, I'll go to the whatever local Walmart and get a couple things. Mm -hmm. Like, no. I need my things. Anxiety ridden. I would be panicking being like, no, but you don't understand the clothes that I packed emanate a certain vibe that I want to put off (laughs) for this trip you know like and like Walmart's not gonna have a bathing suit top for me that will fit me because bathing suit tops don't fit me I I spent years trying to find just the right bathing suit you know so like this idea of losing everything that you packed just fills me with so much anxiety (laughs) oh absolutely I I'm already not built for this kind of story like I would not be in the Hobbit like I know that but if I was I would definitely need all my like accoutrement to like get through the situation Mm -hmm. and the second it was all lost I'd be like so we're going home now no I'm going home I'm done that's it It's really funny the amount of people I posted the first meme, the first Hobbit meme that I made, which was like a very momentous occasion for me. I was like, ooh, new source material for memes. This is fun. Um, And it was about Bilbo. It was like, Gandalf, want to come on this adventure? Bilbo. And it's Phoebe from Friends going, oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. And the amount of people who are like, oh, that's me. That's me. Like, we all we all heavily relate to Bilbo in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could, but... I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Bilbo has this very bad dream where like there's a crack in the cave and it keeps opening up and he's calling up for help and it's dark um, and it's very scary. And then he wakes up to find, oh, it's actually happening. <laughs> That's terrifying. (laughs) And all of the horses are being, or I guess ponies, are being dragged into the crack. And so he jumps up and screams and creates a big ruckus. And all of these goblins come jumping out of the crack and get the dwarves and Bilbo. And somehow, conveniently, they get separated from Gandalf. (laughs) Which is the second time this has happened now. <laughs> second time, chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the goblins, uh, it's it references, it says like, oh, they were pinching them really hard. And at some point it uses the phrase like, Bilbo was very unhappy. And it's just so crazy to think about like how this is like, considering this is more of like a children's book, you know, Tolkien didn't want to make this situation too scary or too intense. And then to see the jump from the, from like the goblins, what the goblins are doing here versus like what we see goblins doing in Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. is terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I was reading this and I was like, I love the whimsy, but like, it's hard once you've read both, like, because I, when I read The Hobbit the first time, I hadn't read The Lord of the Rings. Obviously, I'd seen the movies, but, like, I hadn't read the, I didn't read them till after high school or right then. Anyways, um, and I remember I was like, this is a lot of whimsy. Like, this is fun to read. But then once you read The Lord of the Rings, like, it's hard to really fully immerse yourself in the whimsy, I think. Like, because you're like, okay, but I know what they really can do. Like, yeah. I know what it actually is. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it more of like, oh, this is just a breath of fresh air. Like everything is so, like the stakes are so much, you know, lower. I don't Mm -hmm. have to, although I do, someone 
um, submitted a question for my Q&A episode before The Hobbit and was like, who do you think will die? And I was like, well, up until now, no one. So now I'm scared. But <laughs> other than that, I'm like, the stakes are low. We're just going on a treasure hunt. Um, I will say, though, as I'm getting further into this, it's feeling more not exactly like Brothers Grimm, but I am kind of reminded mm. that like it's only until like very recently in like the 90s and like 2000s that like quote unquote fairy tales or, or children's stories are actually appropriate for children, you mm-hmm. know, because like when you look back and even looking back on some like some Disney films in the 90s, um, mm-hmm terrifying like nightmare fuel you know mm-hmm. and, and like snow white too oh, like snow back white. in the day i mean they had the snow white ride into it's gone now but it was what snow white scary adventures like that was the ride at, at disney world and maybe yeah. disneyland i haven't been to disneyland like stuff's terrifying We're yeah like, gonna scare little children it's fine this, right. this part where, like, they're getting taken by the goblins and the goblins have, like, chained them up and they're, like, hurting them and they're cracking. Terrifying. I think is it do they did I did I make up I may have made up this detail that there's some there's like a whip that they're cracking. Oh, no. Yeah, they're cracking a whip. <laughs> yeah, like that's terrifying. So, like, I am kind of now realizing that, like, oh, right. Back in the day, we would read um we would tell children stories about like, don't go into the woods because that's where the evil witch lives and she'll eat you and eat you will you. die and burn in hell if you pick those flowers over there, you know, like, <laughs> so, like yeah. that's more the mindset that we're in. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that is definitely more the vibe. And I'm also kind of realizing that it must have been really similar with like how how it was for for fans of avatar the last airbender and then going into legend of korra is kind of similar to to like going from the hobbit to lord of the rings where Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. avatar is like oh it's just a fun kid show this is great Mm -hmm. and then you watch legend of korra and you're like oh my god i'm traumatized (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, I mean, I want to spoil Legend of Korra for people, but yeah, it's definitely much, much more. darker subject material. Yes, darker subject material. The stuff they do with bending, darker. Oh my it's just God. darker. <laughs> Man, anyway, so they've all been dragged off by these goblins. It's very terrifying. Not super terrifying, though, because the goblins do sing a song. Don't they you do. worry, folks. <laughs> you worried you weren't going to get your song this chapter, but we do. We get a song. Clap, snap, the black crack, grip, grab, pinch. So lots of onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I just remembered that in fourth grade, that was like my favorite word. Just It was like my one flex. I was like, I know how to spell the word onomatopoeia. onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, it's not a it's not like a nice song, you know? No. Like they're singing, but it's not fun. And then so they get taken to this room where the like goblin leader is. And then we get an even more horrifying detail that I'm just so mad at Tolkien for giving us. I know we didn't need it. Go ahead. He says <laughs> I am afraid that was the last they ever saw of those excellent little ponies, including a jolly, sturdy little white fellow that Elrond had lent to Gandalf since his horse was not suitable for the mountain paths. For goblins eat horses and ponies and donkeys and other much more dreadful things, and they are always hungry. So. I had to close my book at the part for a second. I'm just like, 
I'm like, why? I, oh, why I screamed. I screamed. And I, I was like, why? Why? Like, we could have just not seen them again and we would have filled in the gaps that we didn't need. You and could... then to like single out and like, and a particularly jolly one too. Yeah, that one got eaten too. So yeah. like I, and I, I just feel it deep in my heart because like Bill the Pony is one of my favorite characters <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know, and I love yeah. me some shadow facts moments. So like getting to know the horses in Lord of the Rings and then coming around to this, this, that terrible detail that they ate so this was where I really started to be like, oh, it's kind, it's not just like a happy-go-lucky children's story. Because back in the day, we like parents would tell their children the most terrifying things and have no idea that it would traumatize them for life, you know. So this this is where I was like, oh, it's kind of Grimm Brothers esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more of that line of children's stories yeah. for sure. Because like, I don't know that. I'm glad I didn't have this read to me as a child I don't know what oh, I yeah. would have done with that as a child <laughs> um I can tell you if I ever like read that if I ever have children and I decide to like read this to them I'm gonna skip over that part <laughs> you're gonna make some edits <laughs> yeah my I'm gonna read through it and I'm gonna go in with a sharpie and I'm gonna black out <laughs> don't part. don't worry about that part and the thing is it's not needed <laughs> and then my kids are gonna come to it later and be like in adulthood or like when they're teenagers and be like oh my god my mom censored <laughs> the hobbit from me what the heck <laughs> it's necessary that 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 in particular is rough oh actually another friends reference that i remembering is there's one episode where phoebe realizes that her mom like lied about all of the like sad stories or movies when they were kids oh. and like because they're watching Old Yeller or something. And she's mm-hmm. like, it's okay because he gets better and the end. And they're like, Phoebe, that's not what happens. Not. And so she has to watch all of these movies that her mom <laughs> would like just turn it off and be like, and that's the end. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. what I'll do with The Hobbit. Yeah. And then we get, in case you were worried, guys, don't worry. The Hobbit also has a commentary on industrialization. <laughs> in case you were worried. I know we were. Uh, whew, afraid we wouldn't get that in the hobbit um and it talks about how the goblins are they're bad-hearted wicked cruel monsters they're responsible for make like they make things but none of the things they make are good it is not likely that they in, or it is not unlikely that they invented some of the machines that have since troubled the world especially the ingenious devices for killing large numbers of people at once for wheels and engines and explosions always delighted them so apparently goblins made guns <laughs> <laughs> the, the military industrial complex is thanks to goblins mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. So. um so yeah i just think you know like as you know obviously for for kids reading this or younger kids reading this they're not going to be thinking like oh tolkien fought in world war one and mm-hmm. experienced horrors he's never seen before and um and like coming back from the war when there's this boom in industrialization and machines, you know, you're not thinking about any of that when you're a kid. So like reading this as an adult and knowing all of that background information, I'm like, oh, so obviously, you know, Tolkien is connecting those that machinery to mm-hmm. the evil creatures in this story. Um, I wonder what Tolkien would think of the iPhone, you know? Yeah, I wonder, is he like, would like, he 
Like, is he pro or like, would he be against all of the advances in technology we have now, you know? Because he does differentiate, like, there are good things that can be made. So I'm like, would that, which does that fall under? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I was just thinking about, because like, I'm sure at the time, like, seeing all of these, all of this, like, machinery is very jarring when you've never seen the likes of it before in your life. Yeah, then mix that with your trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, like, it'd be very easy to be like, oh, no, machines are evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I wonder, I don't know. I guess he did live into the 70s, so he saw yeah. a lot more advancement in technology. But, like, at the time, it was just something you'd, you'd just never seen before in your life. Mm-hmm. So the goblins are like, who are these prisoners? And they're, um, they're dwarves. He says dwarves and this, pointing at Bilbo. Poor Bilbo. Um, and Thorin tries to, like, come up with a lie and is like, oh, we were just going to visit our relatives. And the goblin is like, I know all about you, Thorin Oakenshield. Calls him out for being a liar and all this stuff. And they're basically about to, I don't know, be eaten or, or killed, whatever. But then all the lights go out. Um, oh, wait, no, actually, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Jumping ahead of myself. Don't worry about it. Um, they pull out Thorin's <laughs> shield that he got from the trolls, which is Orcrist the Goblin Cleaver. But the goblins called it simply Biter. They hated it and hated worse anyone that carried it. So <laughs> Thorin has been carrying this weapon that was used in a war that happened before with goblins and dwarves. Um, and all these goblins recognize this weapon. So, like, that's just kind of, like, adding fuel to the fire for this mm-hmm. this feud and these, uh, you know, preconceived, not even, like, misconception. Because, I don't know, I can't exactly blame the goblins if someone showed up with the weapon that killed all of my friends. I might be mad, too. Yeah, I don't think I'd take kindly to it either. And I think it's funny, up until that point, like, Thorin's been, like, very polite. He's like, oh, Thorin the dwarf, at your service. And I'm like... I think it would be even more off-putting that, like, that's his sword. Like, if he would have been come in, like, mean or whatever, but it's like, oh, you're trying to be, like, a trickster. You're trying to come in and mm-hmm. trick us into thinking that you're this good guy, but actually you're carrying this sword that's killed thousands of my people. No yeah. big deal. And it's kind of, that's kind of like, oh, okay, I guess we can't play it. We can't try and play this off anymore. No. Uh, we're in trouble. Um, and then that's when the lights go out. Dum, dum, dum. I'm just like... <sighs> Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't even live in the mystery for a moment. Just could immediately you? Yeah. knew. Just immediately knew. What did I write down? Yeah, I wrote down, is this another Gandalf ex machina? <laughs> and the answer is yeah. Yeah. So Bilbo, I mean, not Bilbo, Gandalf bursts in and they can see his sword. It says, suddenly a sword flashed in its own light. And later on, it references that, like, it's glowing blue, I think. So, like, does this also have the same powers that that we know Sting has in Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings? I think so. And I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. I think in my memory, it's not as clear. Because since this was written first, like, there are things that aren't as developed as, yeah. like, later. So I think it is meant to be. But I don't know if, like... He knew that at the time, if that yeah. makes sense. And he also, like, yeah. doesn't explain it at all. He's not like, yeah. oh, well, the sword was glowing and had its own light because it was near enemies or, or whatever. Right. Um, so, Gand- or of course, I guess we don't know that it's Gandalf, this mysterious person. <laughs> B. He, he even talks, but we're not sure. Yeah. Can't be too sure. Yeah. Bursts in and kills a couple um, goblins and gets them, gets the dwarves and Bilbo out. Um and then it says, um, 
Oh, actually, I missed earlier in the chapter when they're in the when they're like first entering the caves. It mentions that Gandalf lights up his wand, and then it says it again here. And I'm like, wand. I noted that too. I was like, I don't think I've ever thought about it. But see, this is what I mean. Where I'm like, I think it's just like one of those things that was less developed at yeah. that time he was writing it because I'm like wand that is a weird word mm-hmm. and it's something so like foreign to our concept of like what we understand Gandalf to be like he doesn't mm-hmm. like wand is Harry Potter to me yeah, like, you know Guardian <laughs> you know I literally wrote yeah. that I think I, yeah I wrote that down um when it first references it I said yeah Gandalf has a wand you're a wizard <laughs> Yeah, he is a wizard, but like it's a totally different, you know, idea in our heads of like what a wizard of like Gandalf the wizard versus like Harry Mm -hmm. Potter the wizard. Um, Yeah, so I just thought that was that was just funny that like, I don't know, maybe some point later in The Hobbit, Gandalf is like, screw this wand, I want a staff. Um, Who knows? Or or Mm -hmm. some point in the 50 or so years between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be an old, a proper old man now. I'm going to get a staff. <laughs> I need a full-on um, staff. This wand thing is it's making me seem young. I keep getting carded everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's also just silly f- to me to imagine, to picture Gandalf running around. Hocus, these... pocus, bibbity, bobbity, boo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so it says, then Gandalf lit up his wand. Of course it was Gandalf. <laughs> and that's just me. Like, just, yeah, of course it was. I just, like, I want that, like, I don't know, commemorated on a plaque somewhere. Because, like, that's just, in sum, his entire character. Mm-hmm. Of course it was Gandalf. That's just, actually, that'd be, I mean, Gandalf is probably trademarked, but that'd be good merch. Like, of course it was Gandalf. Of like, course it was Gandalf. Yeah. And like, that's what's so funny is like, that was also exactly what I was thinking at the time was, of course, it was Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) I really just want to know what Tolkien thought he was doing there. Like, who else would it have been? Like, who else could we have possibly at this point in the story thought it was the Elrond just followed them or something like that could have been fun. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could have pulled. Yeah, he could have pulled it like Tom Bombadil, like in Fellowship, because like he follows him and is like, I told you not to. Yeah. Um, maybe he what because um I had um uh I had Dr. Corey Olson, the Tolkien professor, on for the first mm-hmm. chapter, and he was telling me that when Tolkien was writing The Hobbit, he was largely just kind of making it up as he went yeah, along. That's a foreign concept to me, but <laughs> and so I can see him, I can see Tolkien like writing this chapter and being like, okay, someone comes in to rescue them, but I'm going to keep it a mystery because maybe it's, maybe it's not Gandalf. Maybe it is a different person. And then maybe Mm -hmm. he was like writing this scene and was like, no, it has to be Gandalf. Of course it was Gandalf. (laughs) Who else would it be? But then they were too busy to ask how he got there. So I just love that. It's like, no time for that. Run. Don't worry about it. And it also uh, reminds us that Gandalf's sword is Glamdring the Foehammer. The goblins called it Beater and hated it worse than Biter, if possible. Um, so now they, so like, just, yeah, adding more fuel to the fire. They have these two weapons that the goblins detest. They're dwarves. They got to get out of here. Um, Gandalf does stop to take attendance. I think that's <laughs> funny. I don't know like why. Like a good teacher. Yeah. It's got like a head count on a field trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. One, two, three. All right. We're all here. The gang is all here. All right. On we go. Tally ho. Onward. 
Um, and uh, Dory? No, it's Bomber. Bomber mm-hmm. picks up Bilbo, puts him on his back. And I'm just like, again, with the carrying of the hobbits. Just, I don't know, it's always a funny plot device to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Bilbo says, why, oh, why did I ever leave my hobbit hole? And Bomber says, why, oh, why did I ever bring a wretched little hobbit on a treasure hunt? <laughs> I mean, it is a thing to say when he's carry- currently carrying you. I was like, yeah, maybe not now, Bilbo. Like, I get it. I get it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny of him being like, yeah, why did you leave? <laughs> <laughs> You've just been dead weight. Oh, man. Oh, oh so funny. So they've reached the, they uh, eventually are caught up with the goblins who've been chasing them. And um, I'm kind of confused about what happens here, but because, oh, excuse me, because um, something happens where like the goblins turn and run away, I guess, because they see, they see that they have biter and beater. Mm-hmm. And so they like turn and run away. And then at one point or another, they meet up with the goblins again. I don't know. Um I take it as they, like, turn and run away, but then they're, like, regrouping. They're like, okay, a head-on attack's not going to work. We're going to we're gonna stealth attack. Yeah, sneak attack. Yeah, Um. they put out their torches and they slipped on soft shoes. I kind of, I'm assuming they didn't, like, literally slip on soft shoes, but I think that's just very funny. Like, I visual. thought that was funny, too. I was yeah. like, oh, so they, like, reached into their packs and were like, hold on. Like, they got on the ground and were, like, taking off their other shoes and yeah. putting on new shoes. Yeah, they slipped on their soft shoes. Um, and they chose out their very quickest runners with the sharpest eyes and ears. So, yeah, so they turn around to go get them with a sneak attack. Um, and at this point, Bilbo is being carried by Dory. Um, and they do not hear the goblins running up behind them. And Dory gets hit or Dory gets grabbed. That's it. Dory gets grabbed from behind and he falls and Bilbo falls off and hits his head and remembered nothing more. So dark. I wonder what's going to happen next. Hmm, riddles in the dark. I wonder what happens there. <laughs> I actually do think I know what happens there. I think it's the only time I'm going to know what happened or what is to come. Because um, I'm pretty sure that's how Bilbo like steals the ring from, from Gollum. Is, it, I remember it had something to do with riddles. So we'll see, you know. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Because there is less known about The Hobbit broadly, but you do know some from reading Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. they reference it. Yeah, I think it get. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was like in a... No, I think there was, there was like a prologue that kind of... Um, uh, introduce this idea of like what ho- what are hobbits and like who are these funny people and who is Bilbo um, because it is kind of I guess it is kind of you know not necessarily not that you like need to know like how did Bilbo c- come to find this ring but if you're gonna have a whole you know this huge book or whatever a series called Lord of the Rings and it's all about destroying this one ring it is mm-hmm. kind of helpful I guess to know how your main character comes to have that ring and why they have right. to go destroy it um I still don't you know like thinking back on it now I'm still like why was it for why was it just because Bilbo Bilbo stole this ring that he didn't know was evil and he left it to Frodo like why is that Frodo's job now you know <laughs> Like, why is it now Frodo's responsibility? Yeah, it seems it's really bold of the entirety of Middle Earth to be like, Frodo's got it. I mean, that makes sense. Like, they were like finders keepers. Sorry. (laughs) We played hot potato and you lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Well, that brings us to the end of the chapter discussion. Was there something we missed um, or that I forgot to bring up um, <laughs> that you wanted to, to talk about? No, not really. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward chapter. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Like, I can't remember, like, the chapter splits. Like, I just remember, like, the story arcs, which it's good to, if you're ever on her podcast, make sure you read the chapter ahead of time so you don't spoil anything on accident because I would have had I didn't. <laughs> so, um, that yeah. would have been fun. People would have come after. No, no one would have come after. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we covered it all. It's a pretty simple chapter. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, except the chapter title. We already talked about that. I was like, oh, for the hill, under hills. It's a stretch of a title. But I, I know, it. like, we what else would I have called? Well, and I was also expecting because uh, I read some trivia or maybe it was like some note or whatever in Lord of the Rings because Frodo, when they go to Bree and they're at the Prancing Pony, in the book he gives the name Underhill um, mm-hmm. as a pseudonym or uh, whatever, not pseudonym, whatever, because he's trying. Mm-hmm. they're trying to be stealthy and they suck at being stealthy, but whatever. Right. He gives the name Underhill and it, I remember seeing some note about like, oh, that's the name that Bilbo used for blank. And so when I saw this chapter title was called Overhill and Underhill, I was like, oh, maybe like that will come up. No, not at all. No. So no. Whatever. Um, then I will say the other was it the previous chapter? No, the pre- okay, the previous yeah, the previous chapter was a short rest. That made that made sense. Mm-hmm. That made sense. Um, the chapter before that, where they have like the thing with the trolls, is called roast mutton. Was present. That was present. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um, I'm also trying, but again, kind of like how. It, like I gave the example with the Pyre of Dinothor. I'm trying not to read ahead yeah, with the chapter don't. titles. So we'll have to wait and see. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I think they're pretty much fine. But yeah, don't. Because that's tragic. Um, <laughs> that it is... Happens. It is so nice to sit down and be like, oh, okay, I'm record like I'm recording soon. Let me sit down and read this chapter. And it's like 10 pages. And it's also... And it's not like a dense 10 pages. No. You know? Um it's just a very, yeah, very straightforward, short, simple, sweet, bam, bada boom, we're done. Well, not dense if you're not familiar, if you're familiar with Tolkien. If you're not, probably still a, it's true. still a, mm-hmm. still a track. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that will bring us to the end of this episode then. Delia, thank you so much for coming on. Um, what, where can people find you on the internet and uh, what would you like to plug? Oh, yes. So you can find me at Twitter mostly at Delia is typing. Um, we do have a new podcast coming out, but there is an Instagram account for it. You can follow us there at the nerds are typing and black girls create is at black girls create BLK girls create on Twitter or blackgirlscreate.org. I'm in all those spots. <laughs> you can find her everywhere. everywhere. Um, also, I've been keep her um, Twitter name right now. What is it? it has something to do with Haley Williams. Oh, and like <laughs> Haley Williams simp because that was it, yeah and like every time I went to check our messages I was like when did I message him oh wait no, this is Delia. <laughs> oh, I've I just done it laugh. to myself I'm like what the heck is oh that's me, that's me. <laughs> just made um, me laugh and you've had um you've had like a couple other very amusing Twitter names um in the, in the past so I just wanted to I don't know compliment Deliatic yeah. Brandy Buck uh <laughs> I forget that like you can change your nickname on Twitter so I feel like I should do that more often I think it's my ADHD I change it way too often to be quite honest like it may be different by the time y'all are listening to this and if that's true I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm unfollowing this podcast because she said her Twitter name was 
Haley, uh, <laughs> Haley Williams simp, and that's not true anymore. Unfollow, unsubscribe, <laughs> one star review. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about the network by going to WBNE.org, where you will find all of our shows like Hello from Elsewhere. Do you find yourself thinking deeply about pop culture? Do you wish for a super nerdy podcast that explores your favorite movies and books? Well, look no further. From WBNE, it's Hello from Elsewhere. On our podcast, we promise to literally transport you to all your favorite fictional settings. I don't think we can actually promise that. Yes, we can. Travel with us to the Death Star. We can't put people in harm's way like that. Or visit beautiful new Asgard. That's so many plane tickets to Norway. Explore the eras of Jane Austen or Frankenstein. Metaphorically, we don't know how to implement time travel. We do now on Hello from Elsewhere. We're going to get in trouble with these promises. With new episodes every other Friday, Hello from Elsewhere is available wherever you find your podcasts. Yes, that part is true. You can even listen on the Hogwarts Express. Oh boy. The cover art is by Graphite, a.k.a. Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod or by following the link in the episode description. And also, just a little side note, TeePublic does sales all the time. So there's a good chance that if you check the website and there's not a sale happening now, there will be one happening in a couple days or the next week. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram at Tolkien About Pod, and you can also join the Facebook group, which is linked in the episode description. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at MCTurndownForWhat. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different tiers and perks. You can join Discord for $3 a month, and we just had a Tolkien About Discord hang Last week, when is this coming out? Yeah, a couple days ago, actually, by the time this is coming out, we had a hangout on Discord, and it was a really fun time. And I'll probably be doing more of those in the future. So if you want to be a part of those, join Discord for $3 a month, or you can become a sponsor like Katie. Katie, thank you so much for your continued long-term support of the podcast. I appreciate it very much. And as always, if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Um, not really. Just uh, have fun. I love The Hobbit and it's a great ride. I'm I'm excited to hear your thoughts as you go along. I know. I'm enjoying it so much. The, I love the dry humor of it. And yeah, I love Bilbo's just whole attitude and the way I he's just being Bilbo. dragged along. Oh my along. gosh, that should be that should be a conversation for a later date but yeah i love bilbo i mean i love frodo but bilbo he's just a mood yeah he's a mood a vibe all the time (laughs) mood mood and that's what i'm talking about